What's up, y'all? It's your girls, Dorian and Morgan, here with another episode of the Rooted Life Podcast. And in case you're new here, we're just two best friends who love Jesus, love helping people flourish in their faith and in their relationships. And we do this through our podcast on social media at Rooted Life Podcast. And we've got not one, but two devotionals in the YouVersion Bible app and so much more. So we talk about everything from friendships to singleness to our faith walk and its many struggles, the constant dragging of the Holy Spirit, basically. I mean, basically everyday life, just all the things. I love it here, but most of all, I love the woman, the myth, the legend. I get to do Ooh. it all with. Hey, Mo, what's I'm up? I'm a legend. <laughs> okay. I ain't mad. At, I don't know about that. Okay. Well, I figured let me go ahead and just re- recap our last episode because we all got drugged. Well, we got drugged. I can't speak for y'all. But, you can't speak for y'all, but, but I can speak for me and my house. <laughs> As for me and my house, <laughs> you got your house. I was drunk. <laughs> so like Doe said, we recently re- um, released our second Diva on the Bible app called Avoiding or Avoid the Traps, Choosing Kingdom Over Culture. And in that episode um, that we dropped last week, we really just dove into the first half of the traps. So the T and the R, which is titles and relationships. And we just spilled the tea about how we fall into those traps. We share some strategies to avoid those traps. And we just look to the word of God to help us just get clear about our identity and worth. And I feel like it was just a really strong episode. Mm-hmm. So y'all be sure to check that out. Though, what'd you think about the episode? You know, I loved it. I mean, we did it. So it, the Lord was present. I mean, how can you not love it? But uh, one of my favorite parts was around titles. This idea mm. of like not getting caught up in the name so much as you're focusing on the actual impact that you're making in whatever title you currently are in. And I think, you know, every current season is building in us the character we actually need for the next one. So mm. just lean in on the impact and then the elevation will come. Mm. That was a strong line. Was Even good. hearing it again, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Good. That's really good. good. I think it's just so interesting that every time we do a podcast, it really be for us. <laughs> I mean, it actually is fascinating. The entire, I mean, the entire brand, honestly. Yeah. The whole thing like, has been gonna for need this. us. Because <laughs> the relationships part that we talked about in our last episode just really drugged me and really, I had to repent later on. But. Mm. That's between me and my my guys, so y'all ain't got to worry about my... that part. But um, I'm sure God has something great for us all in store for this episode. So before we get into that, let's go ahead and get into these grows and glows. So kick us off, though. All right, so my grow, uh, I was getting a little bit into my savior complex, which mm-hmm. is like something that I struggle with anyway. Just mm. uh, I think it's like that Enneagram 2, that helper in me, like mm. wants to help so much that they want to be the missing piece of everything. Mm. And so sometimes I get caught up in thinking that um, everything falls on me. And if I don't get it right, then like it'll all fall apart. And so I literally had a breakdown mm. uh, last week at work uh, in front of one of my mentors, which I'm glad it was a safe space. But I was just letting work take up so much of my identity to the point mm. that I just got overwhelmed. And I felt like... Um, I, I lost kind of my value and my worth, which ironically, <laughs> the titles was the thing that mm. like spoke to me. But um, I got caught up in it, like literally it became yeah. a trap last week. And so um, I just kind of want to move from that and just remember that God put me in the position to make an impact based off of what he sees fit and not what I see fit. And he's trusting me to rely on him to mm. do the thing, not thinking that I have to do it alone. So um yeah it was it was a lot it was a really rough week uh last week actually but you know we going up from here mm-hmm. hopefully mm-hmm. uh and then my glows I would just say dating like I think that for once I'm enjoying it instead mm. of being like 
really heavily stressed and like trying to figure out the end goal. Um, and that doesn't mean that you can't like balance both, but I think it's like, uh, I was talking to Esther about it and she said, you're balancing patience and prompting. And I really loved Ooh. how she phrased that. I'm being patient, but also prompting to make sure um, that it is a direction that I want to go in. So yeah, mm. that's a glow. Cause your girl has struggled in it. We have all for years. So yeah, struggled. what you got going on? <clears throat> well, boundaries, baby. Just, Oh God growth the growth boundaries like I need to just learn I was I heard someone say something recently along the lines of like I want to honor my word to myself and Mm -hmm. I don't think that I do that enough because I don't think about it like sometimes I'm I think it was my therapist like you need to honor the promises you make to yourself Morgan I was Mm -hmm. like get out of my bag therapist get on my nerves (laughs) that's what I pay um yeah that's why I pay her but uh like little things like Mm -hmm. going to sleep at a decent hour and and some of the ways I've done better, like working out this month is like, yeah. I did well with that. Mm-hmm. And like, but trying to just honor my own boundaries. Like if I say I'm going to spend less than 45 minutes on social media, then when that alert comes up on my phone, do it, Morgan, mm-hmm. you don't need to be on there. So I just think it's easy. And I think for me, just my own personality, just it's easy to consume everything. Mm-hmm. Like I can be very, it's not greedy. It's the Enneagram seven in me. Like I want to enjoy life and get everything, everything, you know, all that life has to offer, but there has to be boundaries and limits. And I think that. I often just want to enjoy life without limitations, which I guess we all want to do. Honestly, it's called doing what you want to do, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but that's not helpful and it's not fruitful. So I just want to be better at keeping my own boundaries with myself. And I want to do better in like honoring my word to myself. Mm, That's really good. So I want to work on that glows. I feel like I spoke some hard truth this week. I had my one on one, my boss, and we had some hard conversations that were really fruitful. And you and I had some good hard conversations and Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just was, proud of myself for being honest and yeah. uh, pushing past discomfort to have hard conversations. And I felt like I spoke the truth in love this week and mm-hmm. um, had some time to process my feelings and thoughts of myself and had some hard conversations with myself, which sometimes that's the hardest thing to do. Oh, so yes. was proud of myself for, for speaking my truth. So hopefully speaking those truths will translate to boundaries and translate to me keeping those said boundaries. Love to hear it, Mo. This is good stuff. Um, I know, I think I was thinking about this, like in our lives, I'm just realizing like everything requires a process Mm -hmm. (laughs) and every process is difficult. Mm -hmm. But just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not healthy. Like, it's like, I'm I'm grateful that we're experiencing a healthy amount of discomfort um, Mm -hmm. in order to grow and glow and just get the chance to keep trusting God. So that's all we can do um all right y'all so let's get into today's topic so as we mentioned we um in january released a devo on the bible app called avoid the traps and we created that um devo because we really just wanted to help people navigate stepping into a new year a new season um and give them some spiritual and Mm -hmm. practical tools to thrive and then we also wanted to provide some tips and strategies to fight some of the enemy's greatest tools lies and distractions exactly and i think that we both we've kind of said in the last episode so, but we've both been guilty of just placing our worth in areas that culture values over what the kingdom values. And we really wanted to create a resource to help all of us identify the distractions, AKA the traps mm-hmm. and help us to really reset our gaze and focus back on the truth in God's word as we kind of kick off this new year. So just to recap, traps are the areas in our lives where we most often tend to place our value and worth, uh, T's titles, our relationships, A, appearance, P, plans, S, social media. So mm. traps, y'all get it? Great. <laughs> uh, it's pretty simple, but just wanted to lay that out for y'all. And last episode, we talked about the first two traps, yeah. titles and relationships. And we discussed the fact that our value is not in our titles. Like mm. it's in our position as a child of God. Like this unearned title carries more weight than any other title we could ever receive on earth. Mm. Wow, that is. That's really good. Whoa, who wrote oh that? my God, who did that? 
Oh my God. That was so good. This unearned title carries more weight than any other title we could receive on earth. So good. I need that tattooed on my forehead. My Ooh, God. That would okay. Be wow. <clears throat> Let's try to move on. But that was really All good. Right, young mom. Relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody come get your girl. And by your girl, I mean Dorian. Not me. I'm fine. <laughs> relationships. We don't have to seek approval in our relationships. We've already been approved by God. He's the only one who makes us whole. Mm. That's sweet, too. That's good, That's too. Oh, I love it. So today we're going to talk about the last three traps. Mm-hmm. Appearance, plans, and social media. So we're going to kick off with appearance. And I know y'all might be listening thinking, okay, how can appearance be a trap? But I want you to consider this quick list of questions. Okay. Have you ever looked in the mirror and engaged in negative self-talk about your body image? Mm. Have you ever engaged in damaging physical or eating habits to make yourself feel better about your appearance? Mm. Have you ever gone out of your way or even relaxed some of your boundaries for external validation from others? Mm. And have you ever overindulged on material things like cars or clothing to impress other people? Mm. Well, if you answered yes to any of these, then you, like us, mm-hmm. have likely fallen into the trap of associating your appearance physically or through material things with your value and worth. And honestly, it's not really your whole fault. Like from <laughs> a young age, so many of us are taught how to look or what to buy to appear to have worth to the rest of the world. So mm-hmm. we're often spending so much more time critiquing what we don't have than celebrating the things that we do. Mm-hmm. And so to put myself out here a little bit, growing up, I just really struggled with self-esteem and body image. I mean, mm-hmm. I I had crooked teeth until I finally got braces, like early middle school. Mm. Um, And so my early years, I just remember being, um, I remember feeling very unattractive and Mm. particularly undesirable to little boys. (laughs) Um, I went to a school where I was like the only little brown girl in a space. And so Mm -hmm. um, I remember thinking that, you know, maybe something is wrong with me because all the boys that I quote unquote liked, like Mm -hmm. I never got any kind of affirmation or validation back. And so Mm -hmm. when I finally started to come into form, this was like, Toward the end of high school, middle Mm -hmm. to end of high school, I thought, okay, now that I got my appearance together, you know, braces done come off. I got into cheerleading, lost Mm -hmm. a little weight, Mm -hmm. so I'm feeling Mm -hmm. myself. So I was like, okay, who needs to work on things on the inside, like kindness and selflessness or gratitude? Like, who cares Mm -hmm. about that stuff? Because now I look good, so Mm -hmm. people like me. And so over time, I just focused so much on my external appearance, um, trying to overcompensate for what I experienced as a child that... I completely just pushed to the side who I was on the inside. Um, And I kind of felt miserable inside, but I guess I was like searching so much on the outside for that validation. I never really spent too much time thinking about it. That is really honest, story. Mm. I think a lot of people can relate to, especially if you grow up in a predominantly white <laughs> community, mm-hmm. the things they say about what the standards of beauty often don't include us. I think it's only now that we've become older that we see people who look like us huh. in the makeup commercials and on social media. Like we didn't have that kind of representation yep. to show us that that our skin was beautiful and who we are beautiful. So I think that probably relates to a lot of people. Mm. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so thinking about the truths that we outlined in the Devo, which of the three do you think was most helpful in navigating that? I think for me, um, it was definitely our investments matter really mm. resonated. So in the Devo, we talk about how it's okay to invest in your outward appearance. Like we're not saying that that's sinful or wrong. Um, you can beat your face, you can mm-hmm. straighten your teeth, get in the gym, eat right, do all the things that make you feel good about yourself, but don't overcompensate your outward appearance at the expense of who you are on mm. the inside. And so the truth of the matter is like, we're not going to look how we look forever anyway. Like mm-hmm. Lord willing, we're going to get older. Things going to fall down and loosen <laughs> up and change. And that's okay. 
okay? Because the parts of us that will remain, though, are our hearts, our character, our healing, our integrity. And so it's important for us to kind of nourish those parts of our being just as much as we will focus on our looks. Yeah, and what I hear you saying is, like, our motivation matters. Mm. Like, am I working out because I'm trying to fit That's a certain body, body type? Or am I working out because my body's a temple and I want to yeah. steward my body well and I want my body to look nice? You right. know, like, the right. motive. am I eating this meal because I want to fit this model of what beauty is? Or is it because I want to be healthy and yeah. be the best version of myself? So yeah. I feel like even within... The idea of investment matters, like the motivation behind that matters Correct. as well, because that's really what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We're saying don't if you want to wear makeup, do it. But if you're doing it because Why you, do you, you only look beautiful with makeup and you don't look beautiful without it, then maybe there's some questions and some things to process with God. That is super good. And I actually it's funny you mentioned the makeup thing. I almost told that story and I'll just do a quick sidebar. OK, but there was a season where I felt like I had to wear makeup Same. and I purposely forced myself to go three months without wearing makeup mm. for any event that I went to any occasion. Mm. I would still get my eyebrows done. Oh, come on now. But I play. remember. Yeah, we you ain't foolish now. Come on now. I mean, I'm not like a savage. I'm not a cave woman. <laughs> so, I mean, no, sh- no shade to anybody. If you don't get your eyebrows done, yeah, it's totally you're fine. Still beautiful. But anyway, I was still like, I'm getting my eyebrows done, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't wear makeup for three months to like force myself to mm. see myself as beautiful exactly as yeah. I had been made. Mm-hmm. And it was very difficult. Of course. But it really did kind of help break me out of that mental cycle of not feeling beautiful otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's strong. Mm. So what you got going on Ooh, with Lord. the appearance? Well, I guess as we're, you know, putting our business out there is kind of <laughs> what we do. I think, funny enough, I've had a very similar um, childhood experience as you, so I could definitely relate to what you shared. I was thinking um, more so more currently as an adult, like specifically with our brand and podcast, like we are Mm. constantly taking pictures. And if you know me, you know that I didn't have social media for like seven years, (laughs) nor did I really take selfies. Like I really didn't, because you take selfies usually to send it to somebody or put on social media and I wasn't doing either. So I wasn't really taking pictures and videos and reels, all that stuff Mm -hmm. until we, you know, got our brand going. And I feel like just seeing my appearance on camera and online was such a new experience for me because I Mm. hadn't done that in like seven years. Like it's different if you grew up and maybe you're like Gen Z and like you're used to that. But if you haven't done that, it's kind of shocking. Like that's how I look. Like I'm not really used to seeing pictures of myself like Mm. that. Um, and so I think also what was also making me feel insecure is that like you're the most photogenic person. You could okay. ask anybody. I, I wish somebody would say she's not. I'll fight you. <laughs> she is the most photogenic person mm. with literally a perfect smile. So I felt I found myself like really comparing my looks to you and just like not feeling photogenic or pretty. And I feel like that's something I've really had to work on. Um, so, yeah, I think that was just kind of a hard thing. And I think we've kind of talked about us working through comparison with mm-hmm, one another. It's like, mm-hmm. if it's not this thing, it's another thing, but For it's sure. just, it's really, I just want to say this real quick. Like it's really a tool of the enemy to cause division yeah, and to make you think that God has somehow left you out. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. no, so we'll pause right there. Yeah. But um, I think the truth that really helped me was like, God is the great potter. Like he had to remind me and we put this in the Devo that like he was intentional with sculpting every internal and external feature and characteristic Mm. of mine. Like, and he delighted to create me. He found joy in creating me. And I choose to believe that like my appearance is part of his beautiful plan for me. Like if I needed to have a certain feature, he would have done it. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of what you said earlier, I think a lot of times we spend so much time nitpicking what we don't have that we don't recognize that there is so much beauty. All of us have internally and externally. Yeah. Um, So it's been a process, but 
I'm feeling good about myself now. So as you should, hey, I literally was staring at you this morning <laughs> and was like, you look so beautiful. And you're like, why are you giving me googly eyes? I'm like, actually, I don't know. But you look great. So actually, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, I Jesus think it's blow. so period. I think it's so important that you touched on the fact that the enemy uses it as a tool of division. Um, and I think to build on that, it's also distraction. Like yeah, it is. it's distracting you from so many other things. If you are spending time spinning on what you look like, you know how many other things that you could be focused on mm-hmm. developing, growing so many other areas that are actually like impactful, that'll actually move the kingdom forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like for reference, it would just allow you to be distracted from so many other things you could be doing. Yeah. And I just think it's funny how like everything kind of always comes back to comparison. Like mm-hmm. mine was about comparison relative to the other little children around me and yours in comparison to like how we both show up in the brand. And so it just mm-hmm. sneaks in and steals your joy. It's just rude. The enemy Very on my disrespectful. Nerves. But also, you know, what I was thinking too, is there's so many people who are attractive and ugly on the inside. Oh, and you, God. if you think about what draws people to us, yeah. Like being attractive, you do get certain initially. Yeah. But if your personality is trash and you're mean, like that attractiveness is actually not going to, it's not going to do anything for you. It's no. not going to actually help produce the kind of life that you want nope. in a long term and meaningful way. Like I rather much have a beautiful heart mm-hmm. and be kind to people. Cause like we said, all those looks are going to fade. You can get the surgery and the BB. You could do all the work you want, but it's not going to, it's not going to hide the fact if like, it's not going to disguise the fact that your heart is still empty. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the reason why you're doing it. So I think that like, yeah, we can take care of our outward appearance, but at the end of the day, like, I want people in my life who love me for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to spend all this time trying to attract people out my with my outward appearance, which won't even last, where mm-hmm. I can like really trying to create a life that's like conducive to my values and what I care about. I love all of that. Uh, all right. So y'all, when it comes to appearance, here are some truths for you. Mm-hmm. Number one, our investments matter. I love what you added on. Motivation matters as well. But invest in the parts that will last. Um, and truth number two, God is a great potter. Even our mm. appearance is a part of his beautiful plan for mm. our lives. We got more to say in the Devo, but you'll just have to read it to find out. Yep, you're right. <laughs> uh, let's get into chat number four, plans. Well, the truth is we've all been guilty of thinking that we are the ones in the driving seat. Like mm. we think that we are the ones truly in control of our lives. And to a degree, we do have some control and autonomy over our lives. But I think what's the dangerous part about that is that we deceive ourselves into thinking that since we are in control, then we have better foresight, knowledge Mm. and strategy than God. Come on. And for some reason, even with all of our flaws and mistakes and imperfections and limited vision, we have the audacity to think that we have more insight than the creator of the universe. How'd that work? (sighs) Foolish. Make it make sense. Foolish. Make it make sense. And I think as a result, a lot of us resist the call to submit our plans to God. And as a result, we fall into this trap of depending on our own insight and strength to determine the direction of our lives. Mm. My God. That's. That was a very wow. strong read. I mean, that's the whole read right there. Wow, I'm sweating. <laughs> that's the root of that read. Is that for me? <laughs> Is it me? <laughs> it's Am I the drama? <laughs> um, so story time. Uh, this plays out all the time, so I don't even know where to start. That's probably why I'm getting feeling convicted and hot. But I think specifically <laughs> with my call to full-time ministry, like I had always been told I'd do something with the church, preach or something. I don't know. But I just always felt resistant and <laughs> I resisted it and resented that idea. Mm. I'm like, I just, that don't fit into my vision, like the plan I have for my life. And even though I had submitted externally by working for the church full time, because I felt like that's what God wanted me to do. I just really wrestle and still kind of wrestle with this plan and version of my life because it's not the plan I had for myself. Mm. And I was actually reading uh, Knowing God by um, Packer and he was just talking about how like Jesus poured himself out. Like he emptied himself. He gave everything he had 
for the sake of the kingdom and for us. And he's like, we should be living that type of life, not a perfect, easy life where everything is like convenient, but like, God, I want to pour out every single thing I have. And if that means inconvenience and that that's part of the calling and that's okay. And that this picture perfect Christian life that we have is not actually reflective of the life that Jesus lived, nor does it reflect what he's called us to do. And we just want to live a perfect, easy life. And God's like, I I called you to do more than that. So Mm. I feel like reading that earlier this week really convicted me. And I think that it's just still taking, like you said earlier, a process of just learning to lay down my plans and submit (laughs) what I want over and over again to really walk into what he has for me. Mm. That is really good. I like that you shared that reflection from that book, because I do think that oftentimes people think that as it relates to plans, like, God's not in it if the plans don't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. And God's not in it if the plans don't feel good. Right. That's just not biblically sound. No. It's just not truth. Like there will be many things that you may be many. called into that are uncomfortable, that are not a part of what you saw for your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're not purposeful. So, yeah, yeah I love that. So what um, what kind of truth do you feel like helped you navigate that? Then? I think uh, in our diva, we talked about God's plan equals his provision. And mm. I think just reminding myself that he is a master planner. And not only that, but he's a perfect planner. Like mm. he's meticulous in the way that he has designed my life and provided for me. And I think ultimately it's it's it really comes down to do I know God and do I trust who he says he is to me? Ooh. Like if I trust him as my father and trust what he says in Jeremiah, that he has good and perfect plans for me then I can trust that whatever he has for me is far better. Mm. It's far better than I can ever imagine. And it's going to have more impact for the kingdom. You know, Mm. like my version of my life is simple, but it don't have no impact. It's easy, but no influence. And it's like, Morgan, (laughs) what are you looking over here for? (laughs) Why do you think I'm talking to you, Dorian? (laughs) My version of my life is easy and simple and doesn't have any sacrifice. And the version he has for me is full of sacrifice. but has way better impact and it's just better. It has more joy. It's just better. Oh God, this, okay, Lord, you're doing a lot today. Um, that's great, Morgan. I love hearing, <laughs> don't, don't say my name with attitude. I love hearing those reflections from you. They are really <laughs> full of truth and spirit. Chill. Mm, love that. Well, you know, here's the thing. Mm. I feel like it is easy to think that I know better than God, especially mm-hmm. about the timing of when things should happen in my yes, life. Yes, um, yes. And sometimes I will bulldoze the waiting process just to Same. get what I want or do what I want. And um, I'm actually going to tell a story, though, about kind of the opposite, how I saw trusting God's plan actually be the better version. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of folks know that I, in moving to D.C., was transitioning from the entertainment industry. And I felt like God was saying, no, entertainment, mm-hmm. do something else. But he didn't tell me what the other thing was. And so I was um, in Atlanta at the time. It was the summer of 2017. I was actually unemployed and trying to figure out my next role And there were entertainment jobs coming my way, but I was trying to be obedient. So I actually turned down jobs, which Mm -hmm. made no sense at the time to me or my bank account. (laughs) And fast forward four years, though, I ended up saying yes to this job at Kip DC here in the capital city. And I've been here for four years now. Um, three promotions later, an award later at my current role and just growing and prospering and all the things. And so it's like, 
I see now that this is exactly where God wanted me to be. Um, the floodgates of growth have really just like opened ever since I decided like, you know what? Okay. Yeah, I will trust your plan. And mm. let's just, let's just see what happens, you know? And it literally was like, wow, you rocked my world. And so it was far from my plan because I really wanted to pop off in entertainment and move to L.A. or New Mm. York. But this is so much better. And so I feel like for me, the truth was like waiting is worth it. Uh, We say it in the Devo, but like choosing to pursue our plans over God's is not only dangerous, but it's prideful. Mm. Like it's just full of pride and and pride ain't going to get you nowhere. Mm -mm. And so we don't know better than God, period. And it's not easy (laughs) by any means. But choosing his plans mm. are always going to be, or choosing his plans is always going to be worth your time. Yeah. And it's just making me think too, that when we choose our plans, it's based off of what we know about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And what we know about ourselves is so limited. At the time. In this moment, you didn't know, know you could do all thing. this stuff. No. You would have had no We don't clue. know our capacity. We, we don't know no what we're capable idea. of. But he knew. Right. He was like, oh, she can handle this. That's like, yeah. wild. I had no idea. So it's like, that's another reason why mm. I think we play it small. Because I'm basing it off my very limited knowledge about myself. Correct. Or like. I I don't know what I can do or my abilities or even all the gifts he's given me, but he knows all of that. Yeah. And our relationship with time is different. We only have past and present. Yeah. That's literally it. We're missing a very (laughs) crucial part of time, which is the future, which he has insight fully into, Mm -hmm. which is why he's like, actually, no, that's a terrible decision. Terrible idea. Because I see 30 days from now when like, you're not even going to like that thing anymore. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Wow, this is a good episode. Yeah. Let's just let's just continue. And also it's like he sees like he sees my gifts, but he also sees my full perfect form. Like the the version mm. of me that I have yet to see and tap into, that version of me. Yeah. He's like pulling me into that version because he knows that version's in me. I just don't know it yet. So mm. he's like, what I'm trying to have you do is way bigger than you could even imagine. You trying to play it so small and safe, and I have like mm. great things for you to do because I made you great. Killing me, Smalls. I feel so convicted. I just, <laughs> do we need to pause the podcast and Gosh. just pray for a moment? Wow. My heart. Okay. I'm sweating legitimately. Okay. <laughs> okay. Holy Spirit. This is a read. You're right. Just, okay. You're right. <clears throat> Let me try to recap these two truths before I cry. Okay. Truth number one. Uh, God is, <laughs> I'm not about to cry. I'm playing. Maybe later in my prayer closet. But definitely later. <laughs> definitely later. So I'm going to pause that cry until later. Just hold it. Hold those tears, tear ducts. Okay. Truth number one. God is the master planner. His plans are perfect and he provides us with everything we need to walk out this journey. Why? Because he's with us and we have his spirit. So mm. we have what we need. Come on. His plans are always, always, always better than our always, plans. Always, y'all. Every single time. Only a few not times time. you can say always. But when it comes to Every, God, you certainly can. And if you're not sure, you can just check out the Bible. I can point you to several stories. Moses. Yeah. David. So Anna. I mean, if you don't trust us, just yeah. look in the Bible and see. Let's just look. see. Truth number two, waiting is worth it. Rem- mm. Remain more devoted to God's vision for your life than your own. Wow. 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 So good. Strong. So last but definitely not least, our last trap, <laughs> social media. No goodness. So look, okay. The thing about social media, it falsely makes us feel like everyone else's life Girl. is much better, significantly better than Girl. our own. When the reality is like all of our lives are actually trash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but really, I love my life, but. Really, social media is designed to be a place to is not designed to be a place to highlight our hurts. Like it's Mm. designed to be a place to showcase our best and brightest moments, Mm -hmm. which in some ways is good because we get to celebrate others and Mm -hmm. be encouraged and motivated. But often more times than not, it's more psychologically taxing. And I feel like one thing for us to remember is like social media is not real life. Like Mm -hmm. some of the things on there are real 
but it does not detail life in its truest form. Good point. Like often when we see someone smiling on a trip, looking snatched, living this seemingly lavish life, and we think they've got no problems, they're having a blast, they have it all. That's... It's just, that's literally not true though. Like maybe sure in that moment of that photo, maybe, but life is like both is not an either or. So we Mm. are all subject to the same experiences of hurt and pain and frustration and disappointment. You just don't get to see it posted all the time. Wow. And that is the trick. I don't want to say trick because we don't want to make it like social media is all bad. Clearly it has a lot of benefits, but that's the part that we just so like when you start scrolling, you remember that, but then you spend 30 minutes into the app and And it's lost. You're just like. You don't even remember that this isn't real. You nope. just start thinking this must be real. That it's just blows my mind that we all know this fact, but then something happens when we're on social media where we just forget this very obvious fact yes. that changes everything. Yep. My goodness. Um. Wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Um. Do you have a, a truth to help you work through that? I already shared the truth. It ain't real. Oh, that's the truth? <laughs> that's my truth. <laughs> social media is not real. So remember that. Like, it's it's just not an accurate depiction of yeah, what right. life really is. Like, life is consistently two sides. Like, mm, right. it is joy and pain. It is, like, sorrow and yeah. celebration. And we just don't really get to see that part that doesn't feel as good when you're on social media. Yeah. So I think just having the right perspective when you engage with it is really important. Yeah. And remember that even, you know, it's really, I was talking to a friend recently who just got married and she's like, I'm, I'm in a tough season. And I'm like, uh, it's hard for me to process because mm. you have a thing that I really want. Mm. And the idea that even mountain seasons have valleys, yeah. even valley seasons have mountains. Like no one's living all mountains Correct. when you're on the top of the world. Even Correct. your best season could still have plenty of struggle and pro- it will not probably yeah it will i mean the bible says it that we should expect struggle and mm-hmm. suffering but i think that when we see somebody online that have something that we don't have or mm-hmm. something that we desire we assume that every part of their life must be perfect because this one thing came together but mm-hmm. they still got to deal with family and work and finances and health and so many things it's just it's a good gut check that like everyone's having a valley season and probably a mountain season at the same time all the time Okay, well, I guess it's my turn to share. I don't really have a specific story because I'm trying not to fall into this trap literally, (laughs) literally every single day of my life. But I think uh, what's interesting, what's helpful for me is when I think about social media, it's like it makes you want to be who you're not and it makes you want what you don't have. Mm -hmm. It makes you want to be who you're not and it makes you want what you don't have. It's capitalism. Like it's really all about making money. So they try to frame it. I don't know who this they is, (laughs) but it is framed in a way to make you desire things you don't have so that you will spend money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's about making money. Mm-hmm. All of it. It really is. Um, and that's not to say, like we said before, there are great benefits. Like we love being able to be on social media and talk sure. about Jesus, but we really have to use discernment when using it. And I think for me, I have to be very careful, particularly when I'm on pages of young black couples and don't let them be cute <laughs> and don't let them love my Jesus and don't let them have fashion sense. Mm. I get in my feelings real quick. Mm -hmm. And I think that those kind of pages, if I'm not careful, can can cause me to quickly spiral into like discouragement and negative thinking. And so Mm -hmm. I have to really be mindful of that specifically. Like I kind of know what my trigger is. And it's like, okay, I can look at like three videos, but by video five, I'm feeling like God is not even hearing my prayers. Yeah, like you uh, you don't think I want to find Christian black man, Jesus? Sorry, let me fix my tone. Sorry, Holy Spirit. I didn't mean it like that. But um, like I said, we're still working on it. So uh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) 
So I just think for me, like I, I kind of know what parts of me I need to work on and I know what parts of me are still kind of tender in my heart. So I'm mm. aware of that. So I think that's kind of just like a pro tip that there's something in your heart that's tender, like if it's your body image or your relationship with your parents or something that you really long for that God is still working through, being mindful of that because you're probably going to run into things on social media that kind of touch that tender place. And so just to be mindful of that, I think it's kind of just a little, yeah. little pro tip that we will... Um, Add in there, but I think another thing is just we kind of talked about it earlier, but comparison is the thief of joy. Period. It is it literally steals everything good. Mm-hmm. It makes you completely forget all of God's goodness and grace and mercy in this season and it makes you think that God is somehow reserve his best for someone else. Ooh, that's Ooh. a word. Oof. That is a word. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. It makes you think that he reserved his best for someone else. He would never do that. Wow not the god he is oh wow okay let me try to get to this truth before i go off okay so the truth is we need wisdom like we need to exercise discernment and wisdom over the type of content we consume yeah because what we consume influences our life and so when we guard our hearts we not only honor ourselves but we also honor god Mm, mm, mm. i just Mm -mm. i'm pretty speechless over here and that's rare but wow (laughs) that's just there's so much coming at us right now i'm just my god i'm on the ropes as they say i'm the spongebob me i literally am like taking i'm on the (laughs) ropes okay uh so y'all when it comes to social media here's a couple truths for Mm -hmm. you remember that social media is not real don't be tricked into thinking that the online world is better Mm, than your real life life okay and number two we need wisdom engage with social media using discernment and look take a break when the influence becomes negative like mm-hmm. actually like here's your permission if you need a permission like get off <laughs> take a break <laughs> this is your sign if you need to get off this is your sign get off, get off. <laughs> all right let me go ahead and uh recap everything by summarizing the major takeaways not just from this episode but last episode so like our whole traps devo mm-hmm. truth number one every title matters so lean in where god has called you i'm sorry that's not a trap that's a truth yeah truth truth, truth. truth number one mm-hmm. every title matters so lean in where god has called you truth number two Wise criteria over weak criteria helps you uh, navigate relationships. Truth number three, our investments matter. Soul care is self-care. Truth number four, waiting is worth it. Always try to choose God's plan. And truth number five, uh, with social media, comparison robs your joy. So take breaks and reset as much as necessary. Mm, mm, mm. Let me tell you, this was good. I don't care what y'all say. It was good. <laughs> I mean, we do care, but you know what we I'm do. saying. It was good. Uh, I hope this has felt helpful to y'all yeah. and that you're leaving feeling encouraged, honestly, yeah. to be able to navigate some of these everyday areas that really be trying to take us out. So if you love this, then you'll love our new Devo. Avoid the traps on the Version Bible app right now. So mm-hmm. jump in, grab some friends, get fit. You can also keep us keep up with us mm-hmm. and new content that we got on Instagram via at Rooted Life Podcast. Yep, and y'all already know the deal. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you love us, if this has blessed you in any way, all we're asking you to do, rate us five stars and leave us a brief review telling us something you loved about this episode. Yes, and want to shout out to at TJ Smiles who hey. left us a review saying that he appreciates that Aww. the podcast reminds him God is not done with us, but we shouldn't be where we started. Mm, that's mm. good. All right, love y'all. More to come in the few next few months. <laughs> Until then, <laughs> love y'all. Stay rooted. Bye.